Hi everyone, welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. In this podcast, we will talk about colorectal cancer screening. We will focus on why colon cancer screening is necessary, what are the current guideline recommendations, what are the tools that we can consider for screening, and how to monitor patients depending on their colonoscopy results. First, let's understand why colon cancer screening is necessary. Colon cancer is a common and lethal cancer worldwide. It is the third most common cause of cancer death. It is one of the leading causes of cancer death in the United States as well. According to the Global Can 2018 data, colon cancer is the fourth most common incident cancer in the world, while rectal cancer is the eighth most incident. Together, colorectal cancers are the third most commonly diagnosed form of cancer globally, comprising 11% of all cancer diagnoses. According to the National Cancer Institute, colorectal cancer is the second leading cause of death with an estimated 52,000 deaths in 2021. The incidence and mortality rates have decreased in recent years in the United States, partially due to enhanced colorectal cancer screening programs. According to the National Cancer Institute Surveillance, Epidemiology and End Results or SEER program data, a small but consistently rising increased absolute risk among adults 20 to 54 years of age is happening. The increase may be related to lifestyle behaviors, inherited conditions, and certain chronic diseases contributing to the increased risk of colorectal cancer in early adult onset. Therefore, the screening strategies are important to improve the early detection and management of colorectal cancer. There is decreased mortality from colorectal cancer in patients who undergo screening, and that is why it is so important. What are the current guideline recommendations for the screening of colorectal cancer? There are three major guidelines used in the United States, including the United States Preventive Services Task Force, or USPSTF, the American Cancer Society, and the U.S. Multi-Specialty Task Force on Colorectal Cancer. Let's start with the USPSTF recommendations. The latest update to this guideline occurred in May 2021. It issued an A recommendation for screening average risk asymptomatic patients at 50 years and continuing until age 75. It also issued a B recommendation for screening average risk asymptomatic patients aged 45 to 49 years and a C recommendation for screening average risk asymptomatic adults aged 76 and 85 years old. For the grade C recommendation, the strongest indication is when a patient has never been screened before. The guideline does not specify which screening modality we can use and recommends consideration depending on the risks and benefits of the different options. There are two main modalities of options for testing stool-based testing or direct visualization. Stool-based tests include high-sensitivity wired-based fecal occult blood test every year, fecal immunochemical test or FIT test every year, or a multi-targeted stool DNA test every one to three years. At this time, the only FDA-approved multi-targeted stool DNA test in the U.S. is Cologuard. Direct visualization includes colonoscopy every 10 years, CT colonography every 5 years, flexible sigmoidoscopy every 5 years, and the combination of 
flexible sigmoidoscopy every 10 years with fit testing every year. Now, let's move on to the American Cancer Society recommendations. The latest update was 2018. The recommendation is a qualified recommendation to start screening for asymptomatic average risk adults at age 45 and a strong recommendation for adults 50 years of age and older. Per the American Cancer Society, a qualified recommendation indicates there is clear evidence of benefit, but uncertainty about the balance of benefits and harms, or about the patient's values and preferences, which could lead to different individual decisions. Third, the Multi-Specialty Task Force on Colorectal Cancer, which represents the American College of Gastroenterology, American Gastroenterological Association, and the American Society of Gastrointestinal Endoscopy. The recommendation for screening of asymptomatic average risk patients starts at 50 years of age, except in African-American patients, which should begin at age 45. This is due to an increased risk of colorectal cancer in this population based on limited evidence. The MSTF uses a three-tier ranking based on a modified grade framework. Tier 1 includes colonoscopy every 10 years or FIT every year. Tier 2 includes CT colonography every 5 years, FIT or fecal DNA test every 3 years, or flexible sigmoidoscopy every 5 to 10 years. Tier 3 includes capsule colonoscopy every 5 years. This is really not recommended by other guidelines yet. An important consideration in public health is the availability of the test according to our patients. The saying, the best test is the one that gets done, reflects that idea. When selecting a direct visualization option, colonoscopy and flexible sigmoidoscopy offer the opportunity of both prevention and early detection of CRC through polyremoval. Sigmoidoscopy helps assessing the distal colon, and given the increased incidence of colorectal cancer in the proximal or right-sided colon, this test is less preferred than colonoscopy in the United States. The risk of bowel perforation is small, but should be discussed with our patients. Bowel preparation can become a significant barrier, but others will include the cost, insurance coverage, transportation, need for time off from work or other activities, among others. The CT colonography is a visualization-only test, and if it shows an abnormality, a colonoscopy is still necessary. Bowel preparation is also necessary for CT colonography. The stool-based methods are two-step tests that detect blood or altered DNA in the stool. If the detection is positive, they are followed by a colonoscopy. The options are high-sensitivity YAC-based fecal occult blood test, fecal immunochemical test or FIT test, and stool DNA test or sDNA FIT. The high-sensitivity WIAC fecal occult blood test uses chemical detection of blood. It requires three stool samples and food and medication restrictions to prevent false positive and negative results. The restrictions include no NSAIDs, vitamin C from supplements or fruits for seven days, and avoiding red meat for three days prior to sampling. The restrictions may become a barrier for compliance. The FIT test uses antibodies to detect the globin protein in the stool. 
it has more specificity for lower GI bleeds and higher sensitivity for colorectal cancer. It is a single stool sample with no need for dietary or medication restrictions. Finally, the stool DNA test detects biomarkers for cancer cells shed from the GI tract lining. It is a single stool test but involves collecting an entire bowel movement. The DNA test is the only one that can be done one to three years. The rest of the stool-based tests should be done every year. It is important to mention that in-office stool testing or rectal exams are really not appropriate for the screening of colorectal cancer screening and should be discouraged. Now, what patients are at increased risk for colorectal cancer and how should we approach those scenarios? One of every four patients has a family history of colorectal cancer. Only a few of them have a high-risk genetic inheritable familial cancer syndrome. Therefore, patients at risk for colorectal cancer include those with a family history, genetic syndromes which confer an increased risk, and inflammatory bowel disease. The two main genetic syndromes to remember are Lynch syndrome or hereditary non-polyposis colorectal cancer and familial adenomatose polyposis. For patients with family history of colorectal cancer, a screening starts at age 40 or 10 years earlier than the age of youngest first-degree relative diagnosis, whichever comes first. Repeat tests every five years if more than two first-degree relatives have been diagnosed with the disease or the age of diagnosis is less than 60 years. If more than 60 years old or less than two first-degree relatives repeat colonoscopy every 10 years. Adult patients with cystic fibrosis are at increased risk and should be screened at age 40 with colonoscopy, which should be then repeated every five years. For patients with familial adenomatose polyposis, start screening at age 10 to 12 with flexible sigmoidoscopy or colonoscopy and then repeat every one to two years until a colectomy is done. For patients with Lynch syndrome, begin at age 20 to 25 or 10 years earlier than the youngest cancer in family and then repeat colonoscopy every one to two years. Finally, for patients with inflammatory bowel disease, including ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, begin after eight years of chronic colitis with colonoscopy and then repeat every one to two years. That is all I have. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Goodbye.